morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you today? Um, I'm just going to make sure that the sound is coming through clearly. Let me just make sure it's coming in through the right thing. Was not. And now it should be. So let me double check my sound over here. Lessons learned. Lessons learned. This is a teaching day, ladies. So if you have your Bibles, if you want to grab them, and you're going to go into the book of, hold on one moment. Let me just make sure I'm in the right place, doing the right thing here. Okay, I should be. I don't know what's going on. Hold on. Let me see about where I am. Let me see where I am on Facebook today because I feel like I'm in the wrong place. Hang on, hang on. If you're with me in Connect, Collaborate, Create, you can let me know that we are good. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. All right, ladies. <laughs> I should be here now. Let me make sure you can hear me. Okay. Oh my gosh. that's so Okay, cool. So I am here and I'm actually live. Didn't know I was live. Let me go ahead and invite some people in really quickly to this. Sorry about all the delay and the technical difficulties because I didn't even realize that um, I wasn't whatever doesn't matter this is why i keep trying to tell people one day i'm gonna have a production team i have now wasted like a minute and a half trying to figure out all the logistics so i thank you for those who are being patient with me i'm actually gonna put in the comments to skip ahead to point to two minutes in so you can get to the meat of the message so if you um are joining me today for the first time my name is latasha martin and i do these motivational moments in this connect collaborate create group today i'm exclusively there i'm not in any other place because i felt like this message is really important for you ladies who are collaborators and um the scripture or the book that you're going to go to in the book of the in the bible right now the book of the book you hear that the book of the book the book you're going to go into is the book of Philippians. So if you grab your Bibles, go into the book of Philippians. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Um, and then we'll jump into our message. Today's title is pretty exciting. It's called Flip the Script. Flip the Script. Dear God, we thank you so much for uh, providing knowledge and new information today in word that has been so consistent for so long. Dear God, we thank you so much for blessing us with the privilege to be able to dive and study the word of God. We thank you so much for providing opportunities for us to just um, worship together, even in a virtual way, dear God. Dear Lord, I pray for wisdom as I share this message today that you come in and your voice is louder than mine, that you slow me down so I can share what it is that you're calling me to share and I can do what you've called me to do. Dear Lord, I pray for all the women who are hearing this message today that it serves as an encouragement and it reminds them of the importance for them to just trust you, God. Trust you in the midst of all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, Idolyn, I'm glad you're here. So I know that you guys, I think you can hear me okay. Hopefully you can let me know that you can hear me okay. That would be awesome. And so let me just tell you about today's message. It is coming out of the book of Philippians. 
and it is called Flip the Script. And the reason it is called Flip the Script is because here is the reality. What God has been doing for me, literally, I want to say over the last seven days. So I can't even say this has been a forever, ever. It's been the last seven days. So what he's reminding me of, and I've shared this with you guys, is that I have a bit of control freak in me. I just do. And in the midst of me being a control freak, uh, one of my assessments, one of my assessments in the process of, um, one of the assessments that I've taken before says that in Strength Finder says that I'm strategic and I'm a relator. And so what that means is as a strategic relator, what it does is it, it will have me in a place where I will connect dots quickly because I'm looking at things from my lens and I'm connecting dots quickly. But what happens with me connect, collecting dots quickly is God has to remind me that although I can see things from a 50,000 foot view, he sees them from a million foot view, which means he knows more about all the pieces of the puzzle than I do. He knows more of the puzzles of the pieces than I do. And so he's had to work with me on flipping the script. And I'm going to share with you why. So let's go into this scripture passage um, that God has showed me and revealed to me because it was just like all kinds of aha moments that I had. So Philippians 4, 4 through 9 in the NIV translation says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent of praiseworthy, Think about such things, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And so here is what God did for me today. There are four teachable takeaway moments for me as he was putting it in context of me flipping the script. The first thing is, is that in situations and scenarios, I need to turn my worries into prayers. I need to turn my worries into prayers. Again, flipping the script, meaning that if I see something in one context, then I need to change my perspective and ask God through prayer, help me to see a bigger picture. So one of the areas that I struggle with, and I will say, if I had to say there was a area that I get anxious, it's with being a mom of three independent thinking children. And I say that in a way because I think about how their little personalities, not little, their big personalities are different than my husband and mine, but they're so much similar. Like they're the, they're different, but they're the same because what they are is a mashup of my husband and I influencing them, having God infused in them. And then this is the result is who they are. And so what I realized is that as a control person who tries to jump ahead of it, often when I'm worrying about things, then what I'm doing in those moments is I'm thinking that Latasha knows best instead of God knows best. Like Latasha knows best more than God knows best. And that sounds foolish even saying it. 
And why do I know that? Because in the word of God, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, meaning that I'm not just praying about something for the sake of praying about it. I'm praying about it with intention saying, God, here is my petition. Here is my heart. Here is my motivation around this situation in this scenario. And I need you to help me flip the script. And what he's done for me, I'm not going to say that in the situations I'm immediately changed, but what he is doing through the guidance of the Holy Spirit is he's raising my awareness in real time when I'm in these situations and scenarios to say, Latasha, you are getting anxious. You need to pray to me so that I can help you flip the script, which takes me into the second one. The second point is pray before you respond and ask God for wisdom in your response. Because what I realize is that I'm real disciplined when I'm working with my clients, when I'm working with you guys, when I'm working with people individually outside of my home where I don't have as much skin in the game. But when it comes to my kids, I need to be mindful and not just my kids. Thank you, God, for keeping it real. My kids and my husband, my husband and my kids, I need to pray to God before I respond and ask him to give me wisdom in my response. Because when I'm giving God the ability to give me wisdom in my response, that means if I engage in that conversation, I can't take it personal. I need to pour out my heart and my intentions. I need to listen when they respond, both verbally and non-verbally. And then I need to say, God, give me wisdom from your word so that I don't get all up in my feelings as this person is saying these things to me and I lash out. Whether my intention is good or bad, I lash out. And when Latasha lashes out, there's two ways. Like my son had me dying the other day. He was like, mom, <laughs> he was like, mom, <laughs> we were, he, he was cleaning out his room and he had thrown some good stuff into the garbage. And in my head, I was like, okay, so I was walking to the garbage to throw something else out. And I see this bag of clothes on top. And I'm like, did my son just throw out clothes that could have been donated to somebody? Because my son, there was like a two-year two period that he grew like a foot. I don't even know how that happened. I think he grew like a foot and a half. I don't even know how that happened. I guess that's just what happens with boys. But because my, my son would grow so quickly, what I would do is I would only buy him like a couple of pairs of pants because he would outgrow them so quick. His feet were growing so fast. He was growing so fast, tall. He still stayed thin, but he was just growing really fast. So a lot of his stuff that he had from that time frame, he didn't wear that much. So some stuff even, let me tell you, let me, ladies, listen, has this ever happened to you? I went into one of his giveaway bags and I found a pair of Levi jeans. Levi's. Now y'all know those aren't cheap with tags still on them. It took me to a place because I'm like, I didn't work too hard to get you these name brand jeans and they still got tags on them, like tags on them or this jacket that he needed for this school play or something he needed it for. And he probably wore it twice and they were like in the giveaway bag. They weren't in the garbage bag. They were in the giveaway bag. But when I saw this stuff in the garbage, I was like, I just flipped out. So we're in the house and I had calmed myself down because my rebound factor is really big. So even when they say I flip out, I just talk loud and I'm animated because I'm trying to get my point across. He was like, mom, 
when you he said you just go from like zero to a hundred he's like there is no he's like there's no scaling up there's no ramping up you just go from here to there and like you are just like flipping out and i said dude i'm not flipping out i just was tripping in my mind because i'm trying to figure out if i say clean out your room and we have giveaway piles why you would throw it in the garbage like it just <laughs> it took me to a place but what i realized is it's not about what latasha says it's about the impact that it has on the receiver of my words and my actions. And so now I have to pray to God. I said, God, help me in my response so that I don't go to my norm, which is speaking loud and being direct. And there's no fluffy, really, I'm trying not to hurt your feelings. Like it's straight, like straight comes, it just comes out. And so I have to pray to God to help me in my response so that I have wisdom and that I can hear what they're saying so we can have a conversation versus them thinking I flip out and they shut down because they don't want to be disrespectful. So then it takes me to the third point, which is focus your response, not on what's happening, because most times what you see and what you're reacting to is not even a big picture of what God is doing. So you need to make sure you're focusing your response on what it is and not what you believe it is. Because you're emotionally charged, they're emotionally charged, and you're getting nowhere. Because you got two sets of feelings, and you don't have people dealing with like the reality of what's going on. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, I need to do this. Like, Latasha, you do not have babies. You have a kid that's almost 21. You have a kid that's going to be 19. And then you got a kid that is just turned 16. So like, you do not have babies. You have little people who are young adults who you have, like you and your husband have trained to have a sound mind and to be thinkers. So there must be more to it. Like they just didn't do things without thinking about it. So what I had to realize is in those moments when they hear me flipping out, they think I'm making it all about me. And in my heart, I'm like, it's not just about me. It's about the fact of how could you just do this and like take away. So in my brain, I rationalize, hear that rationalize my reaction. And what God is disciplining me in is he's saying, Latasha, focus your response on what is happening and not what you think it is. Because you don't know all that I'm doing with this situation and this scenario. And what you are doing is you are teaching your children how do they respond when things don't go a certain way? So it's bigger than you, it's bigger than that situation. So whether you have kids or not, you could even take the same concept into the workplace as leaders, as managers, as business owners. Your perspective is always gonna be different than the people that you're speaking to. And if you wanna have a heart of servitude and do like Jesus does, Jesus was like the awesome God in being heard, but really quickly flipping the script because he understood what the scenario was and what the person he was speaking to needed so that they could be the best version of who God created them to be. So again, for us, we need to focus our response on what is happening. And again, most time we don't have a bigger picture. Now here is the fourth point, fourth point. Stop trying to save the world. That's God's job. <laughs> like if you had to do a highlight, give me a hard, do a high five. Wait, I just saw this. Like I gave myself a high five. You like that one? Woo! Flip it around. High five for Jesus. It is stop trying to save the world. That is God's job. Focus on your role in the body of Christ instead of trying to be everything to everybody. 
let me break this down. Like if you're hearing this and it's like hitting you all up in your shanana, like you need to listen and say, okay, in, in these scenarios that are happening, am I trying to play the role of God or am I playing the role that God called me to play in that situation? Sometimes that situation is mommy. Sometimes that situation is wife. Sometimes that situation is employee. Sometimes that situation is employer. Sometimes that situation is leader in a body and ministry. Sometimes that's to be in servitude to the authorities that are governing over you. But the reality is you are not God, which means 50, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, all you know is that God had a plan for me. He had a plan for you. But we don't know how our plans are supposed to play out together. And we don't know in this scenario if we are learning the lesson or somebody observing is learning a lesson through our behavior and our response. Because often we are the first version of a Bible that people read. And if our response is not in love, not in love how we, do, we want it, but in love and how they need it, then we're not giving a good witness to God. Let me break this other thing down. So on Monday, Monday was a very emotional day for me. And I don't know why, because I don't usually, holidays just don't normally do that for me. And now I'm going to do my truth confession. My mom's going to like, I don't know, get mad or whatever. But anyways, the Holy Spirit like literally led me to go visit my dad's grave. And I want to let you know, I don't do that. Like I don't go visit my dad's grave. I just don't. But Monday, he was like, I want you to go there because I need to say something to you. And I'm like, God, you're going to send me to the cemetery and truth moment for you guys. Like I hadn't been in the cemetery in so long. Normally, like normally when I do go, if I do go, I have to go when the office is open because I have to remember like where his gravesite is. But this time it was a holiday. So the, so the office wasn't open. And so I'm like, God, why would you want me to go visit like my father's gravesite? Like why? And what he needed to do in that moment is he needed to show me something about how he wired me. Like sometimes God is speaking to you and you just think that's foolish, God. Like, why would you have me do that? And we spend so much time challenging the assignment of what we believe doesn't make sense that we can't be obedient because our emotions are preventing us from listening to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And what God was like, he's like, I want you to go there. So on my way there, wait, I need to find my paper towels because I'm crying. Like, I don't even mean to cry. But anyways, I'm on my way to the grave site, but I'm talking to someone on the phone. So I'm talking to someone on the phone and I'm like driving in this place. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, okay, I know that he's in this, you know, this, this, uh, this graveyard or this place, this cemetery. I'm not in the right cemetery because <laughs> I'm just driving around on autopilot. I think that was lesson number one for me. Lesson number one is that when you're hearing from the voice of God, you need to be in tune and you can't be distracted, right? Because if so, what can happen is, is that you're having conversations and you're just like, okay, it's not making any sense. So step two is when I got off the phone, I had to say, God, like, help me. So I had to say, I was talking to somebody. I'm like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Actually, I've never even been to this neighborhood before. I don't even know where I am. And so then the person gave me instructions and I got back on track and then I get to the cemetery and I'm like, okay, now I'm in this cemetery. How am I going to find my dad's gravesite? And, and I mean, like, I'm literally talking to God, like I'm talking to y'all. I'm like, how am I going to find it? Because 
There is no map. The office isn't open. Like, God, I have to depend on you. And what God had to show me is if you will cry out to him in your situation and flip the script and get off of challenging what it is you think it is and dwell on what it is that he's trying to do, he can give you that real-time Gideon Joshua instruction. So I'm like, okay, so now I'm at the cemetery and I started the office. And so I'm like, there's got to be a map online. So I get the map online. It's a very vague map. So I look at the map and I'm like, okay, um, it's telling me that, you know, this is the area, but I'm like, but then how do I still find my dad? And I'm like, okay, well, there's still got to be a way. We are like in 2020, everything is digital. How can I find it? So I'm like, okay, one person will find a grave. So I look, put my dad's name in there and it says, okay, he's at B27. I'm like, okay, he's at B27, but the map only shows me section B. It doesn't say where B27 is. It's not that detailed of a map. So I'm like, okay, God, well, here I am. I know where section B is. I know my dad is in B. So I need you to help me again. And what he says is, and so I'm, and so I get out and I start walking, but it's a big area. And I get back in the car and I'm like, God, okay, I, I like literally there are no signs that tell me B. And just to make it more complicated, there's a section B and a section B2. So I don't even know if he's in B or B2. And the Holy Spirit was like, like, use what I gave you. Like you, you're an engineer. You're about to figure this thing out. And I was like, God, yes, I am an engineer. I am going to figure this thing out. And what the Holy Spirit showed me in real time is if there is a map, then there's reference points. There are reference points. And I'm like, God, but what are the reference points? He said, use what you have, Latasha. And I'm like, God, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm in section B. I'm looking at where he is, but I don't know what to do. And it was like in real time, it was an answer. He was like, Latasha, reference points. So what I did is I started putting other people's names into this thing of where their grave sites were. And the reference was, if they're at 300 and he's at 27, then I had to keep using the reference points. And I kept using the reference points and it was like 327, you know, 100 is something. Or then it went in the other direction. I was like, okay, I'm going in the wrong direction. And then finally I got there. And I was just like, people probably looking at me like, what is wrong with her? Because most people who visit the cemetery know where they're going, right? But what he showed me is don't get distracted by that. It doesn't matter how crazy what you're doing looks to everybody else. Because I'm trying to show you something today, Latasha. You need to press towards the mark of where I want you to go. You can't worry about everybody else. You need to flip the script in your life. If God has got you on course to something that's different and no, it wouldn't make sense to anybody else and you are really pressing towards the mark, he can give you the answers and I found it. And when I found the grave site, I'm standing there now like tripping. Like, I'm, like God, I thank you so much. But there was so much more in this trip than that for me. So I sat there for a moment and I was thanking God for helping me find my daddy's grave. And I'm like, and now what? So on my way back, he was like, now I want you to go to the beach. I'm like, go to the Hamburg beach. Why? Like, I don't have a bathing suit on. I don't have anything on. And so I get there and I'm sitting at the beach. 
As I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, God, now what are you going to do? And he was like, I just need you to see something. I need you to see something different. And so as I'm sitting there, I'm like, yes, we are sitting in the middle of a pandemic, but there are a group of people who are not reacting to what is they're responding to. I'm going to do the best with what God has given me. And I'm not worried about stuff that I can't control. And so as people were pulling up with their boats and they're doing stuff, I was like, yeah, God, that's great. When people have, they can do stuff. And then this is the thing that just changed my whole life. Up comes this pickup truck. And the pickup truck has a grill on it and like a cooler. And I was like, God, why are you showing me this? Like, this is crazy. And God was like, even when people don't have it all, there's still people who can see that glimmer of, I'm going to make the best out of something with what I have. And I hope that encourages you today. So these people on this pickup truck, Take a gas grill off the truck and take it to the beach. Take the propane tank and roll their cooler down. And what God was showing me is, he said, Latasha, it doesn't matter what you think you have. There is always a way for you to flip the script, to see things differently, to enjoy. I just need you to take the fog off from your eyes because I'm that person. Like, Really, I am the person who says, how was the glass full? But I have to tell you, I'm human. So I still have my constraints. Like, I still have my constraints, right? Like, don't we all have our constraints? I'm sure you have your constraint. Even as you're hearing my story, you're saying, what scenario have I sat there and said to God? God, I just can't find it. God, I just can't see it. I need you to show me something different. I know what the word says, but help me see it differently. And what he showed me in that moment was like, these people are not worrying about the pandemic. <laughs> they are doing with what they have to enjoy that this is the day that the Lord has made. And I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. So why am I, I don't even know why I'm sharing all this stuff. Yes, I am. Because even this moment, this morning, when I was in my quiet time with God, I've said it before, but when I resigned from my job, I said, God, I need clarity to know that you're doing this. And what I don't even know when I've had this experience again, it was like the Holy Spirit was using me to write down my affirmation statement, like my personal affirmation statement. And what the Holy Spirit said to me this morning was go back to what I had you write. Because even in my business for so long, I have been focusing on high capacity Christian women to navigate through the workplace without without compromising their faith or family. Like that's my stuff. But the data of who hires me doesn't line up with that. So today I went back to my affirmation statement. And let me tell you what it says. Cause I was just like, God, like you are really like tripping me out right now. And this is what my affirmation says. It says you are to serve people who generally extend grace, but feel like their tanks are empty. Pour into people who are constantly pouring into others. And I said, now, if I don't go, just go drink a cool glass of water and just say, what? Like, I wrote this. I've been reading this and I have missed it. Like, I was missing the mark. And what he said to me was, Latasha, this is who I called you to. And this is who you've been serving. If you would just stop reading what you want to read. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but you read something and you're so familiar with it that you miss the details. 
This is why people who know how to drive are the worst people to show someone how to drive. It's good to have a teacher because you miss the details. And what does it say? The devil's in the details, right? Like the, the details are what can make or break a scenario. And so I'm working on some stuff for my business and I was being conflicted because I'm like, God, didn't you call me to Christian women? And didn't you call me to that? And he said this morning, go back to what I had you write, your Habaka 2-2. And he's like, no, that, that's not what I said. <laughs> that's what you heard, but that's not what I said. And so my challenge to you today is what are you hearing? And is that what God really is saying for you? So how do we bring all this together? How do all these pieces of all these scenarios and all these situations come together for you today? Well, my challenge for you today is I need you to genuinely, authentically, like go to God and pray and read out this passage. Rejoice in the Lord always and say it again. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious. Say, God, I don't want to be anxious. And I'm coming to you with prayer and petition, which means you pour out all emotions, all situations, all scenarios, all the things that you're really feeling, all the stuff that you wouldn't tell, even your best friend, even your husband, just pour it all out because God knows what's in your headspace anyways. Like he just knows that. But when you do prepare with, when you're doing prayer with petition, you need to have the attitude of thankfulness. And saying, God, I'm sharing this with you, but you know me so much better than I know myself. You know me so much better than I know myself that as I rejoice, and we talked about this before, as I praise you, you are going to give me fresh perspective. You are going to open my eyes up to situations so that I can really believe Romans, when it says all things come together for the good of those who love him and God, I love you. And I thank you for all of the things that I'm in right now, in the midst of it all, I'm thankful to you. So that when you scroll down to the bottom, it says whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, the way that we do that is spending time with God in his word. That's the only way you can learn from him. You can reflect on, God, when did you do it before? Because if you did it before for me or if you did it before for Sally, you can do it again. And then you need to say, like, how do I learn it or what I received or what do I see? Me and my one friend, we talk about you don't always have to go through the lesson. You can learn lessons from others. What have I seen in the, in the goodness of God through somebody else's life, recognizing that you have no respective person. So if you did it for them, and if you've called me to that same scenario, you will do it for me. It might look different, but you can do it for me right back to that beach. You know, we're going to have a good time today on the holiday, whether I have a boat, whether I have a skidoo, whether I have a kayak, whether I have a pickup truck with a grill, yo, like that is the thing, whether I have a pickup truck with a grill. But the problem is sometimes we can't press towards the mark because we get so hung up in the situation. We are not allowing ourselves to let God flip the script in our mind so that we can behave like we believe that his whole world is true. His whole word is true. Not a little bit. All of his word is true. All of it is true. And when we know these things that are true, we then cannot be anxious because we recognize I'm just a part of God's plan. I'm not all of God's plan. I'm a part of God's plan. And when I'm a part of God's plan, 
and I focus on my assignment and I press towards the mark and I'm not distracted and I'm not listening about what happened in my past failures because I believe I am more than a conqueror and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When we navigate like that, what God can do with our situations and with us is just unbelievable. When we think about exceedingly and abundantly more, that is how we experience that. By flipping the script and not staying in the frustration, but allowing our faith to be activated so that just like I found my father's grave, just like I got a fresh perspective about what was going on on the beach, just like I got a fresh perspective of what do I do for my as a mom and what do I do as a wife so I can have conversations where I'm responding in love. Now, in the beginning, people aren't going to trust it because they're used to me going from zero to 100. But as I'm trying to say, God, I need to respond so that you are glorified in my response. Then I need to trust you because you are the God. You are the author and creator of all. Like, I'm not the author and creator. I'm just like a pawn in this game. That's all I am. And all I can control is my react, my response to scenarios. And if I can't control the situation, I can control my response. And how do I control it? By prayer and petition with thanksgiving and reminding myself that this ain't the first time God's seen this scenario. It's probably not the first time he's seen it with me. God, bring to my remembrance when you did it before. And if I can't remember a time that you did it before in me, show me in your word, show me in someone else's life when you did it for them. And so I can trust that. God has given me some really lofty goals and I'm so excited about them, but I understand it's baby steps to this thing. It's not just a name it, claim it. It's going to happen if I yell it from the rooftop. It's not. It's a process for this situation. And so I surrender my whole self to all that he wants to do in and through me. And I thank him for it. And it doesn't mean it's always going to feel good. It means I'm going to have to make some hard decisions and some hard choices about discipline and my, my yeses and my noes and what I do and what I don't do. And it's the same thing for you. If God is speaking clearly to you right now and there's scenarios popping in your brain or situations that you need to reroute because you thought you heard and now you realize, oh, I read it wrong. When I wrote really read what he said, I read it wrong then he's going to do some stuff with you and through you. And I'm thankful to God for it. So I hope that this encourages you to go back into Philippians and you read this text for yourself so that God can bless you like he blessed me. Philippians 4, starting at the fourth chapter, all the way to the ninth chapter is not a lot. Read it and see how the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart. This group, Connect, Collaborate, Create, we have resources in here. Like I said, we hit 300 and I'm believing it's going to grow and grow and grow and grow so that we have more opportunities to connect, collaborate, and create with one another because we need accountability and we need one another. We need people to share how God has helped you walk through some stuff so somebody knows to connect with you. We need to keep it real in here. It's a private group for women. And so just be honest with your truth. And if you need a prayer partner or someone that can help you walk through things, don't just judge a book by its cover. You never know what somebody's gone through. You see them for today. You don't know their yesterday. And they may have a situation that's more in alignment with yours than you'll ever know. But you got to say it for somebody to know it. You do. And God is good. 
So dear God, we thank you so much. You are such an awesome God. Dear Lord, I thank you for providing new insight, fresh anointing on my vision. Dear God, I pray that the woman that's hearing this message, if it resonates with them, that they go back into the word and with prayer and petition and with the heart space of thanksgiving and gratitude. Maybe they need to start with a praise song. Dear God, give them wisdom in that. Dear Lord, I pray that you give that confirmation in the way, in the affirmations and, and letting them understand that they're on the right path. However, they need to hear from you and receive it. You can use people, you can use situations, you can use a song, you can use a movie, you can use a TV show, you can use whatever you want. I just pray that we have ears open to hear and hearts open to receive all that you want to do with and through us, dear God so that we respond in a way that you are glorified and magnified. And so that our witness, although not perfect, people can see us showing up in excellence to the assignments that you've called us to. I pray that if there's a detour that's necessary, that you give the fresh revelation so that we don't stay on the path of our comfort, but stay on the path that you've called us to. And so dear God, we just love you for your faithfulness. And we thank you for everything that you're going to do and that you've done and that you will be doing in our lives, in and through us. We thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great day, ladies. Um, I love you guys. And I'll see you again um, tomorrow on Thursday. Get out and make it a good one. I'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye-bye.